So, on the first episode of Yo-Yo is Tired, I want to discuss something interesting. And it's something I'm also tired of. And I want to discuss... I just want to discuss racism. Because racism is an interesting one. It, it's very interesting. Especially in 2020. Because we live in a world where a significant amount of people believe that we're in a post-racial world. Which is very ironic because institutional racism still exists, microaggression still exists, and macroaggression still exists. And if it was a world where only microaggression still existed, I would understand why people don't believe in racism or ignore its existence. But the fact that institutional racism still exists, microaggression still exists, and macroaggression still exists just blows my mind as to why some people are still under this delusion that we live in a post-racial world. So for those of you who don't understand um, what institutional racism is and what um, micro and macroaggressions are, I'm, this podcast is dummy friendly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be very cynical and very mean to a lot of people in this, but it's just, it's, it's me, I'm tired and... Yeah, it's Yo-Yo's tired, so Yo-Yo's tired, so she's going to be rude. Um, so, institutional racism is the idea that because of the, your race, in society, there are certain things that are going to come easy for you or that are going to be harder for you just because of your race. Just, it's, just a natu- it's just a thing that happens because of, the way, because of history and because of the way things have been constructed. And... And yeah, because a lot of people forget that not that long ago there was very there were very explicit displays of racism. What I mean by that is, in the UK, in the sixties or even in the seventies and eighties, there were pubs which said, "I don't no blacks, no Irish, no dogs," and black people were literally. Cr- put on the same criteria as dogs and that's still astonishing to me that people think that was 60 years ago 60 years is not that long ago 60 years ago in America a significant number of black people did not have the right to vote and the idea that 60 years is so long ago and that we bypassed all of that is crazy it's stupidity it's madness and that's institutional racism explained. And then micro and macroaggressions are more interesting. Microaggressions are um, microaggressions are a lot harder to identify and dictate. But I'll give you a good example. So if you grab a, someone of color's hair and start feeling it without permission or just randomly just touch someone who you've never met you don't know or if you ask can I touch your hair that's a microaggression it's it's just rude you don't need to do it it's not right it's a microaggression um a macroaggression is a black man being shot because of the color of his skin it's an asian man being attacked because of coronavirus that is micro that's macroaggressions because it's macro it's more explicit it's direct um and these, all these things still exist, as I gave you recent and non-recent examples. 
But specifically, I want to talk about Corona and the attacks that Asians have been receiving. But before I talk about Corona and that, I want to talk about a, a something that I don't understand. So a few years ago, um, Steve Harvey, the presenter or whatever he is, basically made a joke, a very distasteful joke, where he insulted Asian men and basically said they were ugly and unattractive and no one wanted to date Asian men, which was distasteful. It, was, it's just, it wasn't a nice joke. It wasn't even a funny joke. It was just disrespectful, point blank, period. Um, the, and Twitter went after him, but nothing happened. He didn't lose his job. He didn't lose any of that. And I don't get it. If a white anchor or if any anchor of any other race said to a white person or said to said about a black man said about black men oh black men are ugly no one wants to say black men they're unattractive society would go ballistic that person would get whoever said that would go off air as quick as you could say bam and it's weird that we don't have that same I'm triggered response to racism against Asian people. We don't have that same, oh my God, this is so wrong when it comes to Asian people. And it shows in the way we've responded to the attack, the rising attacks towards Asian Americans and, a and people of Asian descent in Britain since the coronavirus. It's just, I the only people I've seen got, who have actually spoken out about it have been people of Asian descent. Those are the only people who have heard comment on it, who have heard speak about it, who have heard say anything about it. And I think that's madness. We all need to get triggered. We all need to get triggered. For racism to go, for microaggressions to go, for macroaggressions to go, we need to start speaking and we need to start saying, this is not okay. We are not, it is not okay to treat another human being like this, irrespective of the color of their skin, irrespective, irrespective of their phenotype. It is not okay to treat people like this. And yeah, something I need to stop hearing is, why is there a why is there a Black History Month? Why is there BET? And let me explain to you why there is BET. Because whether you like it or not, there are lim in many areas there is well, I have to acknowledge there have been great advancements for black people. There have been great advancements in society. There has been amazing things have happened. That we have progressed. There there has been some progress. But let us be real. Certain certain segments of our, of black culture and black history aren't represented. Like black history, I'm so sorry. The only time I heard the first time, and the only few, the only times I hear about black people being spoken about in a history class is when it comes to slavery, especially in England and America. It's it's slavery. Like black people have done much. Black history is so wide and so big and it's more than slavery. Yes, slavery is a significant part and we should all learn about it. But we need to learn every we need to learn all black history and we need to learn more about it. And the fact that society first they aren't telling those stories and also they're whitewashing those stories make makes it very, very hard and very dis very difficult in society to navigate as a person of color and that's why we have created these things to to represent us and someday someday i hope i hope someday that we are this society has advanced so much that we don't need a BET. that i hope someday society is telling everyone's story equally so we don't need a 
a Black History Month, we have everyone ha everyone everyone's history is taught in history classes, and when that day happens, that's when all these things we will not have a need for them. But right now, there is a need because there's only one story being told, and it's not ours. And here are some things I want to stop. I want people to, I don't want to hear anymore. It's 2020. We don't need to hear these things anymore. I do not want to hear a single person ever say, oh, he's quite hot for an Asian. He's quite pretty for a, she, you're very pretty for a black girl. You're very pretty for an Asian girl. We need to stop saying that. That is such a backhanded compliment. Because when you say that, you're reinforcing the idea that the only standard of beauty there is, is white. And that is messed up. Beauty is diverse. Beauty comes in all shades. Beauty comes in all sizes. We need to diversify the idea of beauty. Beauty is not binary. And when you're saying that to them, you're basically saying you're basically saying only white people are are beautiful, because that's what you're saying indirectly. Because let me be real, I've never heard someone say to a white person, "You're pretty for a white person." I've never heard it. The day I hear it is the day I, I'll put my hands up and be like, "Ayo, you got it wrong. Yo yo, you got it wrong." That's the day I'll put my hand up for. Until, until then, when you say that, you're reinforcing that idea. Also, you cannot tell someone else of someone of color that. Oh, you're so good for this. You're so this for your race. Because, again, it's a backhanded compliment. You're basically saying your race is bad except for you. Like, it, I think people fail to empathize. And that's why a lot of stupidity comes out of their mouth. Because they're failing to empathize. And they're failing to acknowledge the effect of what you're saying. What, what you're saying is reinforcing insecurities and, and pain that people of color always feel have already naturally feel already in society we already feel insecure we already feel binary and then you're telling and then you're saying these things to reinforce it and it's not fair it's not fair and then something else that needs to go is i'm not racist but because i'm sorry I've never heard someone say I'm not racist but and anything that is not racist follow the but. It's kind of like when people say I'm say no offense. Something offensive always follows and it's stupid for you to say um, I'm not racist but because first of all if you're not racist you wouldn't need to say I'm not racist. Number two the but already cancels out whatever you're saying. It already cancels out so it just stops it. Just, so whenever you think of saying I'm not racist but just say I'm racist. And then continue the sentence because then I'm not I'm not I'm not thinking oh is there are they going to make sense or not I just already know you're not making sense and I'm not I'm going I can ignore the conversation. Number number four oh lord, we need to stop this. We need to stop we need to stop mixing up cultural appropriation with cultural appreciation. First of all, cultural appropriation is where you profit off off it when it someone of a culture that is. Someone from a race that or a culture that is superior in society profits of this um, the culture of a minority. So, for example, I'll give you the so the Kardashians are the best example of this. Like when Kim Kardashian tried to trademark kimono, that is cultural appropriation because she's directly trying to make money off someone else's culture. Then, cultural appreciation is. 
a good example of it is actually Ashley Graham because I remember she wrote I don't know what she either wrote a book or she talked about it she was saying that um her but that her being a curvy woman and her being curved that she was basically celebrating the fact that one of the reasons she accepted her she got she that got her to accepting her body was seeing women of color who had been accepting their shapes who had been accepting the fact that they were curvy for so long and that inspired her that's cultural appreciation you're appreciating the culture of someone else you're appreciating the ideas of someone else and and you're acknowledging that those ideas of body positivity and all those things they weren't originally your idea like Ashley Graham makes it very clear that black women have been loving their curves and their boobs and their butts for long time since the 60s since the black power movement curves and butts and boobs have been celebrated in black culture and Ashley Graham made it very clear has made it very clear in what she does well the Kardashians that's another story for another day and then number five please stop fetishizing uh, minorities please 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 stop it stop objectifying I see it a lot with black men actually a lot of people like fetishize black men they're like it's it kind of just see it as like they just view them as objects like oh my god i really want this i really want that it's like there's a difference between having a preference and having a fetish like when you have a preference it's not from a place of objectification it's from a place of respect and appreciation and empathy while um while when you fetishize someone you're just like oh i just want that i want that i want that and it's it's a bit weird to me. I actually feel very uncomfortable when people do it around me. When people are like, oh my god, I only date this. And for me, when you say I only date this, it's a fetish. Like, automatically, when you say, oh, I only date a race apart from mine, you're like... Or even when you say I only date my race, not really a fetish. I just, I'm just not comfortable with it. But if you say I only date a race apart from my own, I just... It's very fetish. It's very fetish-like and it's very... It doesn't make me comfortable and I'm tired of it. it. It's really uncomfortable for me to hear and think of. Also, something I want to talk that I'm tired of is when celebrities, like when Jeffree Star, when all these idiots get caught on Twitter making racist tweets. Don't go on the internet and start crying like a baby. Start crying and saying, I disgraced the world. Da, 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 da. You are not upset about what you said. I'm sorry, you picked up a phone, you wrote it, and you thought it was okay to say. Showing that you thought at a point, whether it's at this point or whether it's that point, that it was okay to say it. You're not angry about saying it. You're angry that people were upset that you said it. So please, don't go and cry idiotic tears on the internet and say oh I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry this yeah I get, believe in forgiveness but don't cry cry stupidity tears just just don't say it in the first place just don't do it in the first place you have a brain you can't think don't like yeah I get people change and people you can people do things which are stupid sometimes but I don't know maybe 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 I'm a judgmental person, but or maybe I, I I live on a high horse. But I've known something since I was very young that 
what you do on the internet stays on the internet like even if even when i've been very intolerant in my life which i have been i've never ever decided that my hands my my hands will touch my keyboard and start writing nonsense because i have a brain i think what i am doing is not okay it is not it is not okay to write certain things. It is not okay. We all have a moral compass and we all know that it's not okay to write certain things. So don't go on the internet and start crying crocodile tears and say, I'm sorry. You're not sorry. You're sorry you got caught. And you know better. You know better. So let's do better. Instead of, instead of apologizing for racist tweets, just don't do it in the first place. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not funny. It's not cool.